Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 131 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks so much for joining me. In case you are just joining this podcast, I am an obesity medicine physician, a family physician, and a certified life coach. And my passion is helping physicians find freedom from stress and binge eating. And so what that means in practical terms is coaching from a really positive and compassionate standpoint to actually find lasting tools. We've all tried the diets. We know they don't work. And particularly, they don't work with stress and binge eating because stress and binge eating aren't actually about the food. So what I do in my coaching programs is we work on very simple tools that fit into a busy life. They're not things that you have to schedule a whole bunch of time for. They're things that you can do on the fly when you're busy because that's what's actually sustainable. And they last. They are shifting the fundamental way your brain responds to food and helping you become aware of where the habits come from and what the true source of the eating behaviors are. And when you manage it at the source, it becomes much, much easier. There's no willpower needed because you're actually correcting the underlying issue. Now, there's two different ways that you can get my help. If you find this podcast to be helpful and you want more personalized help, then I've got you. I've got a couple options. If you are a physician, I offer a physician-only program called Stress Eating SOS. And the next group of that is going to be starting in the fall. So you can head over and get your name on the wait list so that you get told as soon as we have dates. And also what I have done in the past is offered some exclusive bonuses to people on the wait list. That website is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. Now, what is new this month and what I'm just starting this week while you're listening to this is a new group for healthcare professionals. So it's my same signature stress eating SOS program, but it's for all healthcare professionals. That can be physician or other. So I'm doing the first group right now. It started on Monday. And if it goes well, then I will likely offer more groups. I don't have firm plans because I'm seeing how this one goes, but you can get your name on the wait list at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS hyphen HCP. So that's forward slash SOS hyphen HCP. All right. So if you're interested, get your name on the wait list. It's, there's no obligation. Obviously it's just a wait list. You'll get some more resources from me. And like I said, I have done some exclusive bonuses in the past and I probably will again. All right, so let's talk about today's topic. Today, I am talking to you about radical self-acceptance and I'm gonna tell you and teach you how it can totally change not only your weight loss journey, but also your days, your life, how everything feels. And the reason why I'm doing this topic is it came up for me. And this is funny because like I do a fair bit of 
working on my own mindset and journaling and coaching myself. And that's been an important mainstay of my own weight loss journey and maintaining my own weight loss. And what I noticed, how it came up was I had a weekend where I wasn't feeling that great emotionally. I was, it was Sunday afternoon. Do you guys ever get this? The Sunday afternoon where you just start to feel kind of edgy and anxious heading back into another week and not rested, not relaxed. And I was like, what is this? Why does this keep happening? Anyway, so I sat down and I did a journaling exercise where I wrote a letter to myself from my future self. And I was writing it with regards to a couple of goals that I'm working on because it felt like the anxiety was somehow related to them. And so I thought that this could be a good exercise. And now I generally consider myself to be fairly positive thinking in most of my days. And I generally believe in myself. But what came up when I was doing this journaling exercise is, yes, I do. But I also have this background conversation going on in my head every single day. And I think for the majority of the day about how I might not be measuring up, how I might not be doing things quite right, how maybe there's a better way to do this, how maybe... I should have done it better. How maybe I'm not going to be able to do it at all. And I know that a lot of you guys have this similar conversation. And I was a little bit surprised to find it to the extent I did, because I feel like I really actively work on this. And yet there it was. And when I was doing this exercise, what I realized for myself is this is a really big barrier to actually reaching these big goals I'm working on because it's this constant drain. It's this always doubting, always worrying that maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe it's not enough. It's tiring and it holds me back. And so ever since I did that exercise that day, I have been working on radical self-acceptance. So every time I notice these types of thoughts, I've been coming back with, no, I'm doing it really well. I'm amazing. I've tried, what I've tried to do and what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode is I've tried to swing way the other way. So into the realm of what might not always feel believable and really countering the negative thoughts with something very positive about where I am right now and what I'm doing. Now, if you're listening to this and it makes your stomach cramp up, the thought of saying like amazingly nice things to yourself, then this episode is for you. You need to hear this episode because that's really common. And you know what's interesting is it is so easy to say mean stuff to ourselves. Like those slip off the you know back of your brain easily without any effort, without any questioning that whether or not they're true. They just happen. We can say horrible, horrible, horrible stuff to ourselves. We can, you know, doubt and talk down to ourselves all day long and we don't question it. And yet you try and slip in something nice (laughs) and watch your brain freak out and tell you the world's going to end. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't, you can't say that to yourself. (laughs) You can't, you can't tell yourself you're amazing. The world will blow up if that happens. And so, and I'm making a joke, but it's really common and it's an interesting thing about how our brains work. And like I said, it's something I'm actively working through right now. And so that's why I figured I'd do a podcast episode. And you know, what's interesting is it was on a Sunday that I did that exercise and I was like, whoa, there is a lot of negative thinking going on and it is directly holding me back from my goals. And so I just made the decision. I'm going to think the opposite. 
I'm just going to go in the exact opposite of what my default thinking is. And so the next morning I woke up and I was excited and I was like, I'm thinking I'm amazing all day today. (laughs) Everything I do is going to be amazing and I'm going to decide it is. And it felt great. And then what's interesting is through the week, it actually started to feel a little difficult. I had to keep working on it. And there were some days of the week where I was like, oh, like, I don't really think I'm amazing. (laughs) Which it's just that reflex thinking coming back, right? But I think it's worthwhile for you to hear that, that even if you decide I'm just no longer going to speak down to myself, those reactions of your brain, the habits of your brain still kick in and it's not always going to feel easy, which I find really interesting because I think it should just feel easy to speak nicely to yourself and to decide that you're doing a fantastic job. And yet it doesn't. And so if you're working on this and it doesn't feel easy, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means keep going, keep trying, keep working on it. All right. So let's talk about what radical self-acceptance is. So radical self-acceptance, and this is my own definition. I have not Googled this to see if there's a legitimate definition. This is what I've decided it is. So radical self-acceptance is accepting and deciding everything you are doing and being is enough right now. So just accepting every single aspect of yourself and deciding every single aspect of yourself is enough, that it is right right now. And accepting that you are imperfect, and this is important because we all are, but that even in your imperfections, you are more than enough. I think this is really important because we often feel like we will be enough when we reach some perfect goal. And it never comes because of course we can't reach it because nobody is perfect. Perfection does not exist. So when we have perfectionist tendencies and we keep delaying deciding that we are adequate, we are enough until we reach that. You could live your entire life and never, ever give yourself permission to think that you are enough and you are adequate. And that's really the core of what I want to talk about today is why wait? What benefit does waiting offer you? Why not just decide today that you are enough, you are adequate, and perhaps I'm going to push you Maybe you're more than enough. Maybe you are more than adequate. Maybe you are fantastic. Maybe you are amazing. And maybe it is completely okay for you to think all of those things. So let's do an exercise. I'm going to say a sentence to you. I want you to repeat it in your mind, and then we're going to notice what comes up, okay? So I want you to say after me, I am flipping amazing at everything. I am flipping amazing at everything. I want you to see what comes up. Say it to yourself. Does it feel uncomfortable to you? And if it does, why? Why does it feel uncomfortable? When you ask yourself that, what does your brain say? What I suspect will happen is your brain's going to suggest reasons why it feels uncomfortable and reasons why thinking this could potentially be risky for yourself. And I think those are really important to give your brain a chance to tell you so that you can decide whether or not that's relevant. So just because your brain has a reflex concern about you thinking really nice stuff about yourself doesn't mean you have to decide it's relevant. But If you don't look at it and you don't see what the concern is, it'll work away at the background and it'll feel uncomfortable. It'll feel like this is risky. 
Isn't it interesting how when you say this, it may feel like you're doing something kind of dangerous or bad when you tell yourself you were amazing at everything, that maybe something bad's going to happen? I think it's really interesting and it's just a really interesting part of our brain. Now, are there some areas of your life that are easier for you to believe this about than others? Like, is it easier for you to think that you were an amazing physician? Harder to think you're an amazing mom? What are the things that are harder for you to believe? What are the areas where your brain wants to resist more? What are the areas where it feels better or your brain is more okay with thinking you're amazing? So let's talk about why this is worth it. Because if it's going to feel uncomfortable, you need to know why you're doing it. Why are you going to spend time giving yourself radical self-acceptance? even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it makes you a little queasy, it makes you want to throw up a little. Because the resistance to believing that you are perfect, that you are exactly what you need to be, that you are enough right now, that resistance is doubt. It's just your brain doubt. And it's doubting to try to keep you safe. It wants you to stay where you are because it knows you are safe here. You are surviving here. And when things change, your more primitive part of your brain doesn't know that you will survive and that it will be okay on that other side. So it throws up some doubt. But the problem is, is that doubt holds you back. If you're doubting yourself, it is harder for you to take steps in the directions of your dreams. It holds you where you are. And maybe that's okay. But also maybe there's things that you want to be doing. And that things you dream about that maybe you don't want to doubt yourself about. And then doubt drains our energy. So if you think about it, when you're going through your day and essentially your brain's second guessing everything you're doing, it's exhausting. It's tiring. You finish your day feeling more worn out than what you need to be. Decisions become harder because you're doubting and second guessing every decision you make. And then you come home where you're supposed to relax and you doubt and second guess yourself everything about your house and about your time at home. You, you know, worry about your time with your partner. You worry about your role as a parent. You worry about the clutter in your house. Like there's so many different things that we then beat ourselves up about. And then what doubt does is it finds more things to doubt. So we've talked about this lots on this podcast is where you think, where you focus your thoughts is what you get more of. So if your thoughts are questioning and doubting and undermining what you're doing, you will get more of that. It will find more places to doubt what you're doing. So maybe it starts as a small area that you're doubting and then it proceeds. And eventually, if you're like me, suddenly realize there's this constant discussion about everything you're doing on whether you're doing it well enough. And you know, it's also interesting that I noticed when I was doing this exercise on my own is I was doubting my own self-care, my journaling and my thought work and everything that I do to take care of myself. My brain was telling me I wasn't doing that right either. So this was like so persuasive. It was adding stress about the things that were supposed to let my stress go and help me manage my stress. So when you're doubting, when you engage with this doubt, it will multiply itself. It will find other places, other ways to offer doubt. When it's listened to, it grows. 
So that on its own right is a really good reason to maybe not listen to it, maybe not engage with it, maybe notice it because it's normal. You don't have to get upset that the doubt is there, but but then decide you're going to think something totally different like this radical self-acceptance. So what gets in our way? What I thought would be helpful is if we talk about why isn't this easy? (laughs) It sounds so easy. Just tell yourself you're amazing. That's straightforward. So why will most of you struggle actually doing this? And why will, for a lot of you, it feel so uncomfortable? And I thought if we take an approach from that, then I'm hoping you'll notice your reasons why coming up and they'll give you ideas of where to work on this and where to make adjustments so that it does become easier. And maybe, like I said, it won't necessarily be easy, but maybe it'll give you permission to proceed even if it doesn't feel easy. Even if it doesn't feel comfortable, you'll feel like you can still do it and you can still go. Okay, so number one thing that gets in your way is the thought category of I'm too nice, I will stop trying. Now, this comes up with a lot of physicians I've coached is the concept of if I am overly nice with myself, then I won't get anywhere. And so it's essentially the belief that the only reason why you've gotten where you are is because you have whipped yourself to get there. So it's like the thought of the only way to get like a horse to pull a cart is to whip them and be mean to them. And therefore, if a horse pulls a cart when they're whipped and they're mean, the thought is that if we want it to go further, we have to do more of that. It's the same thing. So we have achieved things in our lives and maybe we haven't always been nice to ourselves in how we've motivated ourselves. And so then your brain's like, okay, but then I need to continue that if I want to achieve more stuff. This is really important when it comes to weight loss because then we think, The only way I lose weight is if I'm mean to myself. And yet, like we've talked about a ton in this podcast, and if this is a new concept to you, then keep listening to these podcast episodes because it's so important. But what happens then is when we're mean to ourselves in weight loss, it perpetuates the behaviors we're trying to change. So it creates more desire to overeat, more desire to eat off your plan, and it feels crummy. So then the weight loss becomes this thing we hate and we dread doing and yet we feel we have to do anyways. So we try to force ourselves to do it. We can only maintain it for a short period of time. And then we end up going quote unquote off the wagon and feel like we failed. And then we're back at square one. That's what happens when we do the tough love. Yes, it feels initially like we're making a change, like we're making headway, but it's usually not lasting headway. And what I would say for other non-weight related things is if you feel that you've only gotten to the places you are in your life because of being really tough with yourself, question that. What if you got to the places you are in your life despite being really tough with yourself? Isn't that an interesting way to think about it? Because we assume that the way we got somewhere is what worked. But what if it would have worked in many other ways? What if you would have achieved exactly what you have achieved in your life, even if you're nice to yourself the whole time, and even if you thought you were amazing the whole time? And I can tell you that is just as likely as the only way that you could achieve things in your life is by being really tough with yourself. Which one's going to feel better? Which one are you going to enjoy as you work on goals? Is it going to be 
constantly being tough with yourself? Or will it actually feel better just to work on goals while believing you are doing an amazing job and that you can do anything and that you are doing exactly the right things right now? Well, I think column B is probably going to feel better and it's probably going to be more sustainable and you'll ultimately enjoy the path to the goal and probably the reaching of the goal too, because it'll mean something different. Okay, so the I'm too nice, I'm going to stop trying philosophy, we can let that go. Particularly around weight loss. I can tell you from a lot of experience, it just doesn't hold water. It's just not true. It's not that you have to be tough on yourself or risk being permissive. It's the opposite. Being tough on yourself creates permissiveness. Okay, number two, things that get in your way of radical self-acceptance. Being complimentary to myself will make others feel bad in some way. So this would be the like too high on your horse or too big for your britches type theory. And really what it's saying is that there's a limited amount of positivity in the world. So when this bothers you, when you worry that being too positive about yourself might make somebody else feel bad, it's assuming that by you being really positive, you're essentially taking something away from them, that there's this limited supply of positivity and self-belief and self-acceptance, and you don't want to use it all up. And so if you're using it, they can't be, which of course isn't true. What if you being really positive about yourself actually made it easier for them to be positive about themselves, for them to find it easier to believe in themselves? for them to find it easier to not have the negative chatter about themselves because they see you modeling letting go of it. And I think about this, the sort of classic teenage girl thing where, you know, in a group of girls, it can become kind of acceptable and cool to talk down about yourself, like complain about your body, complain about your skin, like your acne or whatever it is on that particular day and kind of try to one up each other. That ties in a little bit to this theory that, yes, we're used to and feeling more comfortable in a group talking down about ourselves, being self-depreciating, trying to be humble. And yet, I would argue that doesn't actually serve anybody. Now, what I'm talking about with radical self-acceptance is not saying that you are fantastic and therefore you're better than others, because that's probably not going to be helpful in a social situation, but more thinking I am amazing and so are you. And let's celebrate our amazingness. Let's lift each other up in the ways that we are amazing and strong and focus on those together. Focus on what makes us great, what makes us unique. And again, focus where you want more of in your life instead of holding yourself back and not really celebrating who you are and what you think you can do around people because you feel that it's more socially acceptable to be negative to yourself. And you know, if you have a particular group of people or a family that really tends to do more the negative side, what about bringing it up with them and saying, hey, I've been thinking about this. I realize I spent a lot of time thinking negative stuff. What would it be like if we worked together to speak more positively about ourselves? You could maybe create a change in the culture of your small groups or your family units in how you speak about yourself, but also how everybody speaks about themselves. 
So remember, radical self-acceptance is an infinite resource. It is not limited in any way. You adopting it and owning it will help others adopt and own it. It will amplify the light of self-acceptance versus only shining a light on you, which is what I think we worry about. That if we're too impressed with ourselves, then it's like shining a spotlight on ourselves and everybody else is left in the dark. That's not how it works. Being accepting of yourself and loving yourself for exactly how and who you are right now in this moment spreads light and love elsewhere, amplifies how much love and acceptance you have to give to others too, which I think is really important. Okay, so number three reason why we get stuck on this is the what if this isn't true and I actually suck theory. So this is the Okay, I'm saying really nice stuff to myself, but what if I'm lying? And what if the truth is I completely suck and everybody knows it but me? What this is, and this is, I laugh because it's it's common and this is something your brain is probably going to come back at you. When you start saying nice stuff to yourself about everything, it's going to be like, yeah, but what if? You know what? You say that, but it may not actually be true. This is just that doubt, that original doubt coming back in a different costume. It's coming in a way that it thinks it's going to get under the radar and get back in where it feels like it's going to keep you safe. So just because your brain offers that this might not be true, you get to reply to it. You can decide that what is true when it comes to abilities is what you decide is true. So you can decide the doubts are true. That's always a choice. But look at what that does in your life. What impact does that have in your life? Instead, you can also decide that the positive things are true, that every single positive thing you think about yourself is true. And what impact is that going to have in your life? Just picture it. If your whole day you went through thinking that everything's great and you are great and everything you're doing is excellent, it's going to have a positive impact in your life. I know, again, when you're listening to it, it may feel uncomfortable for you to hear that and to picture that, but it will have a positive impact in your days and in your life. So the fourth reason why this can be hard is the, if I truly believe I'm as good as I'm saying I am, then I may have to do more things. <laughs> I might then have to do X, Y, or Z. And what this is, is it's fear of success. So thinking, okay, if I'm really good and if I really can do everything I set my mind to, oof, what does that mean I'm going to do? Like, what am I going to have to do in my life? That's just fear of success. And guess what? You can be amazing and not do anything different from what you are currently doing. You can reach a goal and just let it be that. It does not mean you have to set more goals. You may find you do because you may find you like them, but there's no reason to be afraid of success. We often think when we're working on goals and, you know, making big changes in our life that we will have to significantly change and live a different life when we're there. And I would argue that's not necessarily true. Sometimes you do make decisions that you actually prefer to live things differently, but it, it's not any have-tos. It's never that you have no choice in the matter. And so embracing that you can be successful, you can be amazing and still do exactly what you want and not feel that you ever have to do things differently if you don't want to. I think that's really important. You don't have to be afraid of succeeding because of what succeeding might mean, because you always get to decide what succeeding means. All right. So 
those were the top four ways that we kind of get reasons why this feels uncomfortable and why it gets in our way. So the theory, the mistaken theory that the only way you got where you are is by being tough on yourself. And so if you're nice to yourself, you're not going to get any further. That's totally not true. The thought that being complimentary to yourself will make it so other people feel bad. And again, that's assuming that self-acceptance and self-love are limited resources, but actually they are infinite resources. And number three, the thought that maybe whatever you're saying to yourself is not true and you really actually suck and everybody knows it but you. And again, that's just the doubt. That's just it coming back and it's going to do that. That's normal. It doesn't mean anything's going wrong. And then the thought of what if I really am this good and I really do succeed and reach all these goals? What then? (laughs) What happens after that? And that's just the fear of success. And like I said, you don't have to be afraid of success because you get to decide what it means, what changes happen. It's always your choice. Okay, I'm going to list some sample thoughts for you. These thoughts are purposely way on the spectrum of being what may feel over the top to you. They're way over to the radical self-acceptance side. And that's because that's what this episode is about. And what I want you to think about, if some of these feel uncomfortable and you can't picture actually thinking them, I want you to practice them and try them anyways, because they are actually meant to feel a bit uncomfortable. I've worded them quite strongly in the positive side. So I think they're going to raise some things up for you. And that's great because then you can look at what gets brought up by these and question it and be like, do I actually want saying really nice stuff about myself to bring up this other things? And do I maybe want to work on these other things and keep the being nice to myself? I think that's a really worthwhile project. And even if it doesn't happen immediately, it's still worthwhile. It's normal that it won't happen immediately because you've had so much experience and practice doubting and questioning yourself. Okay, so I want you to think through, I'm going to say these sentences, these thoughts fairly slowly. I want you to just listen to them and let them roll through, repeat them back in your brain and just see what comes up and see if you can maybe adopt one or two of these to try out for this week. Practice it or do what I did and decide here on in, every time your brain says something kind of doubtful or questioning, you're going to come back with doing it exactly right. Thanks. I love how I'm doing this. This is fantastic. All right. So here are your thoughts. I am amazing. Amazing. I am amazing. I got so much work done today. I got so much work done today. I am a fantastic doctor. You can insert whatever profession you are if you're not a physician, but I am a fantastic doctor. I am an amazing mom. I am an amazing mom. I did everything right today. I did everything right today. My body is amazing right now. My body is amazing right now. I am great at accomplishing my goals. I am great at accomplishing my goals. All right, let those sit with you for a little bit. Just kind of ask yourself if maybe one or two resonates more than the others. 
which ones do you want to start with? Or is there something different that you want to tell yourself that's radically self-accepting? I hope you have fun with this. I've been finding this to be quite fun because it's an interesting journey into my mind and it's really shown me where some of these negative thoughts are coming up and the impact they have on me. As soon as the negative stuff comes up, I feel like I kind of want to retreat into a shell. And so I've been practicing just replacing them with these other thoughts. Now, if you have been enjoying this podcast, remember to hit the follow or subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're released. And I would really appreciate it if you could take the time to go and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Reviews really help podcasts get found. And I know it takes you guys time to leave them and I read and appreciate every single one of them. So thank you if, you, if you've taken the time. And have a fantastic week. Send me any comments or thoughts to info at weightsolutions4physicians.ca. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.